Mad Mike presents Four Home Alone Home Intruder Horror Stories Story number one Lurking in the Night by Bootleg Human First off, I want to apologize for any grammar mistakes as English is not my native language. I'm in foster care, and I recently moved in the basement of a house in a nicer neighborhood. Around the house there are a lot of big houses, but there's not a lot of traffic. My room is in the basement of the house, and my view is into the backyard. There's a motion-activated light, but it only works a quarter of the time. Anyways... I'm an insomniac, so I'm always up way later than the couple I live with. It was late at night, around 3am, so it was very dark outside, and I was in my room, playing the night away on my guitar. A little lamp was on, and I had a window cracked open. Now I'm not an anxious guy, but for some reason, I felt like something was off. Like I was being watched. I brushed it off because the motion activated light hadn't turned on. And I couldn't see anything or anyone in the thick darkness outside. At some point, I stopped playing and went to take a piss. And as I came back into the room, I noticed that it was way cooler than when I left. Again, I brushed it off until I saw that my window had been pushed open. There's a security chain on my window, but in my sleep-deprived idiocy, I just wrote it off as my cat coming inside to eat while I went to the bathroom. Before I moved in where I live now, I lived in a seedy, high-crime area, so I'm always hyper-alert at night. After seeing that, I went to take a look just to be safe, and that's when I saw it. There was a person a few meters away from my fucking window. Now, I'm not a big guy, but I've been in my fair share of fistfights and physical arguments, so I wasn't really worried about him beating me up. He obviously knew I'd spotted him, as we had made eye contact before I sprinted for the window. I got there a little before him, but he somehow managed to get his fingers inside before I slammed the window down on his fingers with all my might, hearing a horrible crack as the heavy window hit his hand. He didn't try to retract his hand or say anything at first, but when I cracked it open to do it again, he quickly pulled away and yelped in pain. I secured the windows, and he stood there with his bleeding hand held close to his body with his eyes firmly locked on mine for about 10 seconds, before he ran off in the direction of the front of the house. I ran upstairs as quickly as I could, but he was nowhere to be seen. I woke up the couple, but not before I checked all windows and doors, and they called the police while I checked everything again. 
and turned on the lights in the house. The police took swabs of the blood on my window frame, but it didn't match anything in their system. No one went to the hospital in a 100-kilometer radius with matching injuries in the following five days. To this day, I don't know who that was that tried to break in, or if he's still around. The thing that bothers me the most is that he didn't run away when I first spotted him, and I don't know how long he'd been out there, lurking, spying on me in the darkness. So creepy garden lurking guy, let's not meet again, and I hope your hand is severely fucked up. Story number two, Home Alone, I let a man in to read our upstairs gas meter by Ligamentary. I was 12, and my older sister and I were home alone for the weekend. I was waiting for a friend to pick me up and getting restless. There was a knock on the door. Thinking it was her, I ran to answer it without checking through the people. A man was standing there with a clipboard and said he needed to check our gas meter. I was entrenched in the disappointment of my friend still not having arrived, so I just told him, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever you need to do. I didn't notice at the time, but he wasn't dressed as a city official. He had on a green and purple shirt with bold stripes like the host of Blue's Clues. He came in and immediately went up the stairs to where our bedrooms were and walked into the open door of my room, the typical girly room with pink and glitter. Thank God my sister came down the stairs at almost that exact moment. She said, Oh, is that Daphne's dad? Why is he going upstairs? And I complained about how Daphne wasn't here and was going on about how unreliable she was when my sister cut me off. Wait, wait, if, if Daphne isn't here, who is that? I said, He's here to read the gas meters. Her face turned white. She flung open the front door and dragged me out, hand clamped over my protesting mouth. She said, Our gas meters are outside. Neither of us had a cell phone. It was the 60s and obviously weren't going back into the house to call authorities on the landline phone. Then, my ever-resourceful sister had a stroke of genius. A man was walking right by our house and she motioned him over. She called loudly into the house. Oh, Dad, it's good you're home. A man from the city is here to read the gas meters upstairs. And, just like she'd hoped, this man on the street said, What are you talking about? The man in the striped shirt bolted out of the house. The man on the street asked us repeatedly if we were okay, if we needed him to stay and wait in the yard with us until our parents came home. He was very sweet. We were so startled that we barely thanked him before slamming and locking the doors and windows. As irate as my sister was that I let someone in the house, she begged me not to call the authorities because my parents left her in charge and she worried she'd be in trouble. I didn't want to catch any heat from carelessly allowing some guy in, so I was on the same page. 
Three weeks later, a girl in our community went missing. Same M.O., she was home, alone, and authorities found the door open and no signs of forced entry. My sister and I discussed our options, but deep down knew we had no choice but to come clean. We told the police everything. I don't know if it ever helped, but they did tell us they had reason to believe it was the same man. They also tracked down the man who helped us on the street. Turns out we already knew him. He worked in the butcher shop. We just didn't recognize him. He was lifelong friends with the family after that. Our parents were mortified. They weren't angry with us, just glad we were okay. Though they did review all the rules of caution and didn't leave us home alone for a while. They found the girl and say she'd been held for a few days and then burned alive. They never caught the man, but fear not. He was in what appeared to be his early 30s, in the 1960s, so in any case, he has to be dead by now. I just thank God every day for my sister's resourcefulness and quick action. False meter reader. Let's not meet. Story number three. Change the Locks by Mac33. I always hated the town I lived in. I moved there alone when I was 18 for college and quickly regretted it. It was a decent sized town, but full of not decent people. Nearly every gas station was robbed frequently. There were shootings in broad daylight, robberies, you name it. Well, for the first three years, I lived with roommates on a side of town that wasn't awful but it was sketchy. So when I was making decent enough money, I moved out on my own. The house I moved in was tiny, maybe 500 square feet if that, super old and poorly built. It was just me living there, so I didn't mind how small it was. But what originally sold me was that it was in the middle of nowhere. It was surrounded by a bunch of fields and some wooded areas with only a few houses nearby. Considering I hated being in town due to the continuous paranoia of getting mugged or shot, I loved the idea of living out there. So at the beginning of July, I moved in. Everything seemed super swell, minus not being able to get good internet. So as time goes on, Everything seems to stay swell to me, and I decide to get a dog to keep me company. He also loved the place, and spent long amounts of time lounging about the yard and trying to convince the nearest neighbor to walk over and pet him. This will be important later. Roughly two months into living there, I started to notice things out of place. Something to note is that an old roommate of mine was using my spare room as a storage space until he got moved himself. So he had a key, but was never there. He just kind of popped in once every other week to grab something and usually let me know beforehand. Anyways, I'd come home to my kitchen chair being pulled away from my table or a bowl in the sink, things like that. They were all such small things 
that I wrote it off as my roommate swinging by, or just stuff I was forgetting. But then my dog developed this crazy bad separation anxiety. Up until now, he didn't even care when I left. He'd just lay on the couch and chew his toys. He never barked, never did anything weird. However, all of a sudden, he began acting really awful every time I tried to leave. He'd literally cram his body through the door as I was closing it, screaming and barking and wouldn't stop until I came back in the house. He didn't want me to leave him there alone, at all. I couldn't afford a kennel for him yet, so I decided one day that I'd put a movie in while I was out, thinking maybe the sound of people talking might keep him calmed down. I only had to finish one task up at work and knew I'd be home early, so I put in a copy of Hamlet. I know, boring, but I chose it because the copy I have is five hours long. I knew it would be playing when I came back. Fast forward three hours, long before Hamlet should have been over, I walked in the door. Not only was the movie not playing, but the TV and the Xbox were completely off. I immediately called my roommate and asked if he had been over, and he wasn't even in town. I explained the TV situation to him, and he shrugged it off as the TV powering off when it idles for a while. Even though this is true, there are several reasons I know this isn't the case. Number one, it wasn't idling. A five-hour movie was supposed to be playing. Two, even if it had shut off, my Xbox wouldn't have. I have left it on by accident for weeks. I was gone out of town or whatever, and it was still on when I came home. Always, but it was completely powered down this time. The weird thing is, none of my stuff was missing, and the door was locked when I arrived. I eventually convinced myself that it was something weird with the Xbox or whatever, and shrugged it off. That is until my dog started acting even more weirder. Remember earlier I mentioned he used to play with the neighbor? Well, all of a sudden, if she even walked by the house while he was out, he'd started yelping and running at me, away from her. This was incredibly weird to me, and made me incredibly cautious of her. I put some cheap alarms on my doors, the kind that go off when the door is opened, and slept with my pistol handy. The second night the alarms were on my doors, I was awoken by the one in the back door, going off. I flew out of the bed with my pistol, trying to convince myself that I was about to shoot some intruder. But once I got to the door, it was shut and there was nobody there. The alarm had been knocked all the way across the room. The door would have had to have opened for it to be chucked like that. It couldn't have fallen off and landed there. Something else weird. The door was locked, but not the way I had locked it. I always locked the knob and the deadbolt, 
but upon checking my lock after this, only the doorknob was locked. The police wouldn't do much as I had no witnesses, no lead, and they didn't have much to go on. Needless to say, I changed the locks. I didn't have any noticeable problems inside after that, but later found out that the close neighbor that my dog hated had previously lived in the house I was renting, and the locks had never been changed. I have no way to prove my theory, but it's pretty obvious that she had the key and was coming and going as she pleased. Why though, I can't figure out. Nothing of mine ever went missing. The most unsettling part for me is that she had tried to come in at night until the alarm scared her off. How many times has she been in the house at night while I was asleep and why? Thankfully, I no longer live there. Story number four. Woke up to two people inside my house while home alone. Written by Horizon. Quick backstory here. I'm 18, and I live in a lower middle class townhome complex with my divorced mom and my little brother. My mom was out of the state for a week at the time, and my little brother was staying at our dad's house for the week. I don't drive, so there were no cars outside my house. 18-year-old with a house to himself for a week, with a mom who was perfectly fine with me smoking weed in the house and gave me permission to have a few friends over while she was gone. Every teen's dream growing up, right? Yeah, except it ended up a little different than that. The first day, I come home from a 10-hour shift at the gas station. I work at half a mile down the road from my house. I walk home, head into my basement, smoke a bowl, and fall asleep with my cat. A few hours later, I wake up with an uneasy feeling. It's 1 a.m., and I hear footsteps upstairs. My cat is on my bed, and my dog is at a dog daycare for the week. I hear drawers being opened upstairs and immediately grab my switchblade and call 911. They send a squad car out and I stay on the phone. I hear someone coming downstairs. With my bed just being in the basement due to the bedroom essentially being the size of a closet, I'm the first thing they'll see when they come downstairs. I jumped to my feet, dropped my phone, and drew my switchblade. The door opens, the light turns on, and in walks a man around my age, wearing a backpack and holding a crowbar. Five foot ten, one hundred and forty pounds, scrawny and shirtless me is standing there with a mere four inch knife, locking eyes with a man I've never seen before inside my house, holding a crowbar. He jumped as high as I did when he saw me. With a surge of foolish confidence, I pointed the knife towards him and told him not to step towards me. Funny, considering his crowbar had a solid foot of reach over my knife. He shouted, What the fuck, bro? We didn't think anyone was here. I'm not looking for a fight, man. I hear quick and heavy footsteps coming down and a voice saying, Yo, what the fuck you doing down here? 
second man emerges through the doorway. This one's holding a pistol, and it's pointed at me once he notices me. His eyes light up, as do mine, as I realize who I'm looking at. An old elementary school friend that I drifted out of contact with. I had some friends who started talking to him recently, but I heard that he turned into a recreational Xanax addict, and I didn't want to fuck with that, so I never bothered getting back in contact. Turns out that's exactly why they were robbing my seemingly empty house. For Xanax money. Josh, he said, in a questioning voice as he lowered the gun. Fuck, dude, I I don't know what to say. At this point, the door slammed open and the police rushed into the house, eventually coming downstairs and arresting the two. It didn't even dawn on me until a cop that stayed downstairs to talk to me jokingly mentioned it, that I had a bung on my desk next to my bed. Roughly an ounce of weed in the desk, and the basement had to have smelled pretty strongly. Luckily, the cop ended up being cool and just saying, I honestly don't care. They need to just legalize it anyways. After what you've been through, you need a joint. And then with a laugh, but I never said that to you. So yeah, I'm not a storyteller by any means, but I thought you guys would enjoy it.